We're live. We are action. Didn't I say that last I week? I think last week you said action. action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the movie director. You yeah. Know? We uh, need one of those things where you like snap down. Yeah. Except like for, yeah, uh, it does take us a lot of tries most of the time. Yeah. And today, very proudly, we'll say, what? First try. First we are try. alive. First try, we're live and it worked. Uh, you may be thinking, these guys are morons. And you would be correct. Yeah, you are right. You're not <laughs> wrong by saying that. Uh, yeah, we just figured it out. Uh, again, using a new mic, so taking time to figure that out. Um, it still takes us time to get it connected, but Jay was on the money today. Uh, he got us rocking and rolling, and here we are. Usually it takes, usually about the third attempt. Third time's a, third time's a charm, isn't that a saying? That is, that's that's, that's usually the case whenever we set up for the podcast. Correct. Got to say, not the case today. Not the case first, today. First try, we got it rolling. Uh, first try. Um, very impressive. Yeah, it's it's just good for a Monday. It good, is good for Monday. Uh, it's a good good way to start the podcast and good way to end it the is. Monday. It is. Uh, great way to end the Monday. Uh, Jay's got a case of the Mondays, and don't we all? Uh, whatever that means. What well, I, I, I don't yep. even really know that, what that means. I think it just means it's like it's mon- hey, it's Monday. In the end of the school year, I think yeah. everyone's got a case of the Mondays. Every day. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, heck, man. It's going to be good. Uh, well, heck, here we are. Episode 15, once again, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what's another 15? Off the top of your dome. Man. I don't even know. Actually, I don't, I don't know. Mahomes would have been mine. He's the, he's the 15, I know. I don't even um, know. Pop quiz, where did he go to college? Texas Tech. Good. He played for the coach of the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury. When he was oh, yeah, I, for, I forgot he right? played and then for now Kingsbury. Kingsbury is now the quarterback's coach at USC. Is he really? Uh, so imagine Caleb Williams getting coached by Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, not a great head coach, but good offensive guy, I think. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. You know who went uh, two quarterbacks picked before Mahomes? Who were they? Oh, I'm going to – I have no idea. Deshaun Watson. Okay. And quarterback who went even higher – Mitch Trubisky. Oh my gosh. Chicago Bears. It's almost 10. like it's almost like the Giants going with Daniel Jones that one year. I gotta I gotta say that is like the second or third, maybe fourth <laughs> Trubisky reference we've had on the podcast. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a that's, bad thing. It is what it is. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I feel like it's probably typically a bad thing. The connotation of the conversation. When talking about Mitch Trubisky or the Bears, is is not normally great. Yeah, it's it's usually usually not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do have some other number fifteens pulled up right Hit me now. With it. Vince Carter. Oh, that's a good fifteen. He was, he was a good number good 15. fifteen. I did not know that Nikola Jokic, uh, dude for the Jack. No, 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 no. Denver for, Nuggets for the Nuggets, Nuggets. He wears number fifteen. Uh, not much of an NBA guy. No, Carmelo Anthony. Oh. Yeah, big big number fifteen guy. Yep, should have known that one. Yeah, he has been. Does he still play? I have no idea. I don't. I don't know if he still you, plays. Hey, don't ask me any NBA questions. Um, ask me anything about the Dallas Mavericks, my favorite team, and I will not be able to answer <laughs> for you. Uh, I like Luca. I like Dirk, and that's about it. Hey, here here's a couple for you. One foot, one football, and two baseball. Number fifteen, Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Oh, Bears. Play, played Bears. for the Bears. He was Bears. a PPR machine. He was a Jets guy, too, yep. at the end yep. of his he career. He was with the Jets. Um, Dustin Pedroia. DP15. I've yep. got his DP15 model, my baseball glove. Do you really? Yeah. He's a he's an A2000 guy. Nice. Wilson. I remember him being on the cover MLB The Show and, like, what? 
2008, something maybe like something yeah. like that. I'd have to look it up. Uh, Jim Edmonds. Oh, good, good, good. Was it was a good number fifteen? Cards. Yep, played Cards. most of it. He started with the Angels, yep. then played yep. for the Cardinals. Cards. Finished his career with the Cubs. Good. I oh. remember uh, watching a Cubs game one time, and he hit two home runs in one inning. Good for I him. thought that thought that was awesome. Yep. Probably not too many guys have done that before. Oh, and how did we forget this one? Tebow. Oh, good one. Tebow was a 15. My senior quote was Tim Tebow. Oh, do you guys do? We you do guys, senior you quotes. You guys had senior uh, quotes? My, my quote was, if I can remember it, maybe right reason it's on my mind is because yearbooks went out last week uh, in the high school. We did the yearbook signing. Oh, we just handed ours out today. They're sweet. Yeah, they're they are, sweet. They're very nice. Uh, they are sweet. Yearbook team, uh, journalism staff uh, crushed it on this one. Uh, my quote was, I don't know who holds the future. Wait, let's see. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds oh, the future. Tim Tebow. Good quote. Classic. Good quote. Now, I got to ask, since we're talking about yearbooks, yes. are you the are you a teacher who just, do you sign your name or do you put a note and sign I put name? a note in all of them. You put a note in all of I, them? I, I bought a yearbook this year, and I wanted the kids to sign mine. Oh, nice. Um, and so I got one, wanted them to sign mine, and, and I signed theirs as well. Uh, there wasn't any that I wrote just my name. I wrote a... I wrote a note. You did? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. I, I, it makes me feel bad for just writing my name in <laughs> several <jerk>. today. <laughs> it was just in between class, because we did them at the end of, yeah. handed them out at the end of study hall today. So I was like on my way to hey, class. Well, just in, like, in write you know, my name 10 real quick. years when this podcast is huge, they will all have your autograph. Yeah. And yours will be even more valuable yeah. because yeah. it has a personalized note. Yes. Uh, when, when we're big time, uh, Field of Faith podcast. Um, you guys will all have our autograph signature. Till then, be, it might just be pulling the value of that thing down <laughs> a little bit. Oh, more than that, yeah. Uh, that sucker's useless right now. But um, those we were go. those were some good number 15s. Good 15s. More, more 15s than what I thought. I'd still say Great Mahomes 15. probably probably top. Oh, um, I want to jump into something. Now, we did this with Bo. We kind of want to we want to make this more of a thing. Uh, what, we gave, what we gave to Bo, we called the Fast Five. We just fired away five quick questions yep. trying to get to know him a little bit yep uh we don't have a guest on today nope so i think it's it's time for the guests to to get to know us a little bit you're going to be up first i've got five questions here we go on i here. do not know them you do not know what any of these are okay? these are off the dome five questions it might turn into six i don't know it might turn into four if i forget one but here we go fast five okay. parker moat are you ready i'm ready all right here we go number one what is your favorite chip? Chip. Oh, um, woof. Uh, Dorito. Regular Dorito. What type uh, of Dorito? Regular? Like uh, the like, nacho. The, like the, the, red the red bag. bag. The red I bag. I love the red bag. Okay. Now I go in different spurts, uh, but I would say those are always good. Always okay. good. All right. Yeah. So you're a red bag Dorito. Red bag sure. Dorito. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, number two, what is your least favorite chore? Oh, uh, Probably the trash. Taking is, out the trash? I I don't always enjoy doing the dishes when asked, right? Yeah. Or when I need to do my own dishes, obviously, which is often. <laughs> uh, but there's also times where it's like, man, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I kind of like doing the dishes. Yeah. Um, I would say trash. It's okay. Like, it's so easy, but it's a waste of time. I right. waste of time. Not true. Uh, very, actually, valuable time. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting too wordy now. Trash. Trash. Okay. Number three, what size of shoe do you wear? Uh, well, it depends on the brand. <laughs> I'm very specific. We'll go all birds. Uh, because everywhere. Oh, I think we're going nine and a half, ten. 
Nine and a half. It's ten. one of the two. I've got them on my feet right now, and I okay. don't have any idea. I think we're going nine and a half. Okay. O- on clouds too. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. So you guys most. out there, uh, big shoe guy. You want to hook me up with some shoes? Nine at nine, nine and, and, a and a half. Anything from a nine and a half to a ten. <laughs> to a ten work. is a good. All right. Uh, here we go. Number four. Who was your second most listened to artist on Spotify last year? Oh, because I'm assuming gosh. number one was Coldplay. It was definitely Coldplay. So who is number two? Oh, so there's definitely some options. Uh, Julian Edwards is up there very often. Um, okay. She is actually the wife. This is getting very detailed of the drummer of Colony House. So Colony House's drummer, Will Chapman, is in uh, was a CPA grad. Okay. So Julian Edwards, not a CPA grad, but she's one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, Ken to Stephen Curtis Chapman, who was also in my top five. Okay. So big Chapman family guy. Listen to Colony House, yeah. listen to Jillian Edwards, and listen to uh, Stephen Curtis. I don't know off the top of the head which one it was, but it was one of those two, Jillian Edwards or Stephen Curtis. Okay, All right, nice. We'll have to revisit that I question need to go at the, and, at the and, end and of the year. the right answer. Uh, yeah. Whenever we get our Spotify we'll rewind. Do that. We'll do that. Okay, number five, I saved the most important question for last. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite meat to get on a taco? Okay, this is it. <laughs> uh, well, it depends on where I'm getting tacos from. Um, local taco is probably my favorite place to get a taco. Uh, Chili B, getting a burrito. Yeah, no matter. Gotta what. go burrito. At Chili uh, B. What are the other burrito places that we like? Lady or burrito well, or oh, taco? Lady, Bird. Lady, Lady Bird's tacos. But yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Um, I typically on that one I'm doing the breakfast tacos. Yeah. So it'd be like bacon. Uh, yeah. Which I'm not gonna say is my favorite. I would say it depends on the taco I'm getting. Uh. This is boring, but I typically just go chicken. But I love it. Local Taco, they've got one with steak. It is so good. I might go there for dinner tonight. Uh, that's how good it sounds right now. Um, shoot, I need to give you a right answer. Um, I'm going to be boring and go great chicken. All right. You but, just but, go go chicken on a taco? I think so. But steak is also kind of incredible. Yeah. I would say for me, definitely chicken, I think, is my favorite meat yeah. like the the go-to most yeah. common i feel like my favorite meat on a taco like the one where it's like if i'm going yeah, and then it's like hard. this is my favorite one yeah the chorizo one at lady oh Bird. that was good Ch- that chorizo was really good. on a taco that's really really good yeah i would really say good. my favorite taco overall is a breakfast taco but yeah. after that man if i'm going hard i'd go steak but if i'm just going normal probably chicken okay like costco has these big uh already made just have to go heat it like yeah Chicken taco, what like containers? Maybe you've seen it. Yeah, th- th- that's good. Yeah. I like a chicken taco. Yeah, it's chicken good. chicken taco is good. Yeah, that's good though. I learned. So- I did not. I honestly was so surprised that you're a red bag Dorito guy. Oh yeah. I don't know. I thought you would have been like, thought you would have liked Ruffles. Also, no, no. I will something. say another chip that's great. It's those twisted honey barbecue oh, Fritos. My gosh. Those are so good. Those are. No, I haven't had those in years. Those are next level. Those are next level. They are. Those are the yeah. second best chip. Yeah. I think. I would agree. I would agree. Second best. I would agree. Which, well, should I ask, ask you this question today or next I, time? I'll go ahead and answer. My favorite chip is on the border cafe style tortilla chips. Love it. Oh, man. I, I love Tortilla those. chip is the, so good. I gassed. love a good tortilla. I'm a tortilla chip snob. Me, oh. I, I love them. Straight uh, up or they, they got to be dipped? Oh, either. I I don't care. I will eat them straight up. I will dip dip them in anything. Yeah. But the best tortilla chip I found is the on the border brand, in their cafe style. Mm -hmm. The cantina thins are a little too thin to be dipped. They can't withstand a lot of weight. 
Yep. But uh, cafe style, good good salt ratio. You're speaking my language. Pretty good. I love good. a good chip. Well, a good tortilla chip. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it Dorito. It's sort of. It's close. It's a it's cheesy. Corn, corn chip. Yeah. Right? So there you it's go. like a corn tortilla. Yeah. But it's yeah, got some stuff. Well, awesome. Yeah. There we go. Fast, Fast five. five. Fast five. And we left it at five today. We did. I think. Uh, typically, we're not good with our math, but today I feel like we're doing okay. Um, but heck, man, episode 15. Uh, should have done a fast 15. Uh, keep the alliteration going. We should have. Next time. Next time, maybe we'll go 16 questions in one minute. See if you can answer. That would be Make wicked. that the goal. That'd be wicked. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, we'll try that. Yeah, we'll try that out. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, that'd be super cool. Um, all right, here we go. Hey, we're calling this one episode 15. You probably already noticed. Finish the race. At least that's what we think we're calling it. <laughs> uh, if we talk later and want to change it, we might. But right now, we're going finish the race episode 15. Uh, you might ask, uh, you know, where's this come from? What is the genesis of the idea of calling this one finish the race or wanted to talk about these? Uh, and, and, and here it is in short. Maybe, Jay, you want to add, you know, why we are talking about this. Um, we're at the end of the school year. We have journeyed a long way. Uh, we've been going, and if you're a student listening to this or teacher, faculty member, if you're in the school system at all, uh, you probably relate to this uh, with us. Uh, we've been going for a long time. Um, it's remarkable, actually, how long we've been going and how quickly it's gone, yeah. and yet how... At the same time, long it's been, right? How quickly it's been, but how long it's been. Like it just, it's, yeah. it's this weird mix of feelings at the end yeah. of the school year. Um, and we're coming down to the close. Uh, I knew that those last five weeks of school would zip. I mean, just zip through. And then here we are sitting with three days left, right? We've got uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, exams on Friday. Uh, next week we're done. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's just crazy. Uh, it's easy to lose steam. It's easy to lose heart. It's easy to lose uh, energy and drive and focus and say, I'm just going to just throw in a towel. You know, I'm going to throw in the towel. Uh, summer is close. So I'm, I'm here. Uh, and we just want to encourage you guys today because I need it too. This is nothing that I'm t- teaching at someone uh, or Jay either. Like we, <laughs> we came in talking today. We're like, hey, we need to finish the race. Like we do. Yeah. Uh, I've got it on my board. Finish strong. And it's actually a hard thing to do. <laughs> You know, so that's what we're talking about today. We're yeah. tired, we're drained, and yet at the same time, we want to keep our eyes fixed on what matters and, and finish well. So, I mean, yeah, add whatever. Yeah, exactly. We want to focus on finishing well, um, and it and it's just it's tough. Like we can all relate to. Obviously, right now we're at the end of a school year, um, and I know just conversations I've had with people go like just in the hallways and everything. Everyone's just like, yeah, we, you know time to wrap it up. We yeah. just got to get there, get to finals, um, and everything. And, the, and there's like a sense of, of stress and you worded it perfectly. Like it feels like we've been here a long time, but at the same time, it's like, Oh, it's like yeah. our exams start Friday. It feels like it's gone super quick yeah. and finishing strong can feel really, really difficult yeah. because there's at times where like weeks like this can any anytime things kind of pile on or you've been doing the same thing for a while can start to feel like a drag. Yeah. And we're talking about it in the sense of school. Um, and we felt the same when we were students too, you know, you just, you feel it, you know, from the student side, teacher side too. Uh, but you feel the same thing. I know just in a season too, like whenever, whenever you're playing, I know, um, like when, whenever we were, playing in in at Trevecca like whenever you get to game like you know 30 35 yeah. and you're playing 
a series where you know sure three fourths of your, your season's already over, but you're in a forty degree game in like Ohio somewhere, like it's hard to finish strong. Right or it's just hard to finish strong whenever you're out there playing or you're practicing, yeah. and it's like you know once you count in preseason workouts and everything, um, it, you're like you're like seven or eight months in. Like that, it's it is tough to finish anything, which I think that that brings in the importance of today and just talking For about sure. what it looks like to finish strong. Yeah, uh, because we know we know all time is valuable. Yeah, even this time, like this sure. time, even though it feels like a grind, it feels like a push. This time is no less valuable than the time we had together in August yep. or the time we Very had true. together in September. And at the same time on it, it's not more valuable than that time either. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's still, you know, we are in a place in time right now that God has called us to be. And we are, you know, doing what, what God has called us to do. And in that, in grinding through, in, in pushing to the finish, we have to remind and encourage ourselves to, finish strong because even in these times we're called to you know glorify our heavenly father yeah man that's awesome um it's really really good you know i love that you said this is valuable (laughs) just as much as it was earlier yeah and it seems it's easy to seemingly feels this way uh well let's just let's just get them out of here let's just do our thing uh you know attitude doesn't have to all be there you know and let's let's just finish like let's just finish uh but man i want to approach it even though it's very difficult um to approach it well, you know, uh, I've said this to the kids and I've said it to you. I need to say, I, I say it to myself too. Uh, very, very difficult, but like, Hey, whatever you do, be able to put your name on it. Mm-hmm. Finish strong, uh, finish strong. You know, if I, if I'm turning something in, I want to be able to put my name on it say, I did that. And guess what? I did it really well. Yeah. Like I want somebody to know that that's my work, you know? Yeah. Uh, same true for this. Like, Hey, whatever you do, be able to put your name on it. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to say. Uh, be proud of what you've done. Um, even in such a time as this where it's really, really hard. Um, it, you know, there's a few texts, actually a handful of texts that come to mind when we're talking about this and you guys in your heads already might know, yeah, you know, I think about this text or another text. Uh, my mind immediately goes to Paul. Uh, he, he's finishing, um, really his ministry, uh, and to steal words, he, he says, I fought the good fight and I finished the race. Um, he says, I've kept the faith. Right. And before that, here's his final charge. It says this, I charge you. This is 2 Timothy 4, by the way. Uh, I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is the judge or who is to judge the living and the dead by his appearing at the kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Uh, I love how he starts it off that way. And then he moves on, verse 6. I'm skipping over four or five verses. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I fought the good fight, finished the race, I've kept the faith. Right, Paul is saying, man, I've ran this race, and I kept the faith, and I, and I fought well. Um, and I love that at the, at, at really at the beginning of that as well. It's like, man, uh, in season, out of season, when you're energetic and when you're not, uh, keep going. Mm-hmm. Preach the word. Preach Christ and Christ crucified. Uh, it's really hard to keep, again, our eyes fixed on what matters when we're tired. Uh, I think it's easy to do that, <laughs> right? Um, it's almost like when you're really, really hungry, you can go to the store, you just buy everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not wise, right? Uh, we oftentimes miss what's most important. Uh, when we're tired, we, we, we lose sight of what really matters. Uh, and so, man, I want to use this text as, as an encouragement. You know, Paul did this, but also it's like, hey, in season, out of season. 
uh, when it feels like you're tired, when it feels like you're not, you, you're ready to roll, you're not ready to roll, um, finish the race, fight the fight. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing, too, that we need to focus on is like, how do we do that? Uh, it's actually hard. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think that looks like? Yeah. Like you said, I can't remember the words you use. I think you said when you're on a roll and when you're not. Yeah. Like when it, whenever you're not. Yeah. What what does that look like? Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's huge. Uh, that is actually where my life changed uh, when, when I learned this. And it, it doesn't have to be in this context. It, it, it's outside of this context as well. Um, man, let me read another text and answer that question. Um, Paul writes again in the book of Galatians. He says this in Galatians chapter 6, verses uh, 9 and 10. Uh, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Here's the thing, guys. Um, we'll look at Hebrews 11 as well, kind of these journeys, these faith journeys. Um, here's the thing. Keeping your eyes fixed on what really matters, right? Running the race. I'm tired. And guess what? Uh, Christ ran this race too, right? He ran it perfectly. Uh, and the thing for us that we've got to remember when you're, again, on a roll and on, when you're not on a roll is you got to run the race with your eyes fixed. Uh, you may say, what does that mean? And what I'm trying to say is keep your eyes with that, with, keep your eyes fixed on heaven. Running the race forward, actually with eyes kind of tilted back or your neck tilted back looking up. Uh, and that's, hypothetical, right? Not literally. Uh, but man, we want to see and look to Christ uh, because if we see and look to Christ, he'll reflect on us and we'll be able to show others also. Uh, that would be the mission of the Great, the great Commission, right? And at the same time, looking at Christ and be able to reflect that and be able to run because he ran it first. Uh, as we look to Christ, you know, we can say, I heard in a sermon, um, hey, I know where you've been. You've been with Christ. You can see where people have been. Uh, Moses in Exodus 34 reflected the glory of God because where had he been? In the presence of God. Yeah. When we look to Christ, we show it. Uh, when we look to Christ, we reflect it. When we look to Christ and we focus on Christ, we begin to become more like him. And when we become more like him, we can say, man, he ran the race, so I can too. It's all about fixing your eyes. Yeah. And I feel like such a, such a big part of that, like whenever we, whenever we think about fixing our eyes, like setting our eyes on Christ, looking towards him. Yeah. I, what comes to mind for me is, is literally just spending time with him. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's so easy. We've talked about it before. I can't remember in what episode. Um, I think it was when we were talking about busyness, but sometimes like busyness gets to you and then it makes your, your rhythms a struggle. Yeah. You know, it makes setting that time aside for prayer, for reading. It makes that a struggle. Yeah. You know, but, but we just read like part of finishing the race is fixing our eyes is, is setting our eyes on, on Christ, yeah. right. And, and literally running towards him so that in our running, yeah. we, uh, we reflect him. Yeah. I'm love that you pointed that out. Yeah. And that really echoes again, Hebrews 12, one as well. I know I said Galatians six, nine, because we don't want to grow weary of this. Yeah. Right. Growing weary is really easy. Oh, it's super easy. I mean, I'm yeah. growing weary. I'll be honest with yeah. you. I'm growing weary right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. You know, wake up in the morning and I'll, and I want to do it. Like, yeah. heck man, I'd be lying to say, I don't want to go today. I actually yeah. want to be here every day. And in a but way, I'm tired. It, yeah. It feels like we're, you're, you're growing weary. Yeah. And at the same time that the weariness is growing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that feeling of, of 
just just being tired or yeah. just weary like that, yeah. that it's just feeling just feels like yeah. it's growing you know what's funny is i'll go home and talk to people and, and don't matter who or where but it's like man i'm just i'm tired you yeah. know it's it's 4 30 in the afternoon i'm like i'm tired as crap <laughs> just yeah. had a long school day <laughs> and my mom the other day was like you need to get some some vitamins like you're just so tired you know and I'm like, yeah you know i don't need know, a red bull <laughs> hey, give me wings. red, red bull and, wings. red bull and quiet time yeah what you uh <laughs> But but the thing is is I, and I, I say this and I don't say this pridefully I don't it's like people don't understand the uh, the day of somebody that works in a school <laughs> you know somebody that's outside of it doesn't really understand it and it's like man I'm, I I love what I do every day guess what I want to come back tomorrow and I'm going to and I'm going to do it for as many years as I can uh, that's the dream I'm living the dream literally uh, and yet I'm tired you know what I mean yeah so growing weary is not like well heck man I'm growing lazy and I'm growing. Uh, like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's just like, man, yeah. it's a grind. Um, and Paul says here, in, again, Galatians 6, 9, like, don't grow weary doing what is good. Because in due season, when God is ready, uh, you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. I don't know about you, but that's an encouragement for me. You yeah. know, uh, hey, don't grow, don't give up. Don't give up because guess what? Uh, I'm going to see to it that you've been faithful to the end. And ultimately, not our faithfulness, but God's faithfulness to us. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing, too, going back to Hebrews 12, I just mentioned it a second ago, um, makes me think this is really the heart of finishing strong. Uh, I love this. This goes back to fixing our eyes on Jesus. This says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. Right There's your eyes fixed on Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Guess what? He's done it too. You know, and the beauty is that we can look to Jesus because he's done it. Yeah. And it's like, it's not on me to do it. I get my strength. I get my everything from him fixing my eyes on Christ. Uh, what a beautiful gift is that he shares that with us. Like, I literally can't do anything on my own. Yeah. Paul writes that in, in Romans. Yeah. Like, in and of myself, I'm a, I'm a flesh guy. <laughs> yeah. To leave it simply. Like, I just, I, I, I appease the flesh. Uh, and, and in and of myself, like, I don't do what I want to do. I, I do what I don't want to do. Uh, I'm, I'm covered in sin. But when I look to Christ and say, Christ, like, you did this, and you're the one that gives me the strength to do it. That's yeah. a pretty incredible thing. Yeah. And, and to look to someone, to look to a savior who has done it to like completion. Yeah. And when Perfect. we think about growing, growing weary, yeah. like we would, we would be mistaken. Yeah. I mean, you know, you read scripture and, and you realize like, you know, it wasn't like Jesus walked through it, you know, going to the cross wasn't easy for him. Yeah. That wasn't an easy thing for him to do. Like he he has been through it, and because of that, we can fix our eyes for sure on him. Uh, one scripture that I want to pull out is uh, comes from Philippians. Yeah. I just I love the encouragement that just comes comes from the book of Philippians. It's from uh, chapter three, verses twelve to fourteen. Yeah, and it says this: uh, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Hmm. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. And then this is the part I want us to, to focus on. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Wow. I just, I love where it says, um, forgetting what lies behind and straining yeah. 
forward towards what's that. ahead. Like whenever we hear the word straining, what do we think of? Working like, out. Like we think of working muscles, out. We think we yeah. think of it whenever you are working out. Like use it if we want to use that as like an analogy. Like whenever you push through, like if you're at the end of a workout, you're on your last set, you're kind of pushing yourself with weights. Yeah, you are hopefully getting to a point where you are straining yeah. for your last rep. And when you are, that's that's not that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like you are pouring yourself out ultimately to grow, right? And in the same sense, whenever you finish something out, uh, whether it's the end of a school year, uh, whether it is finishing out your last five games of a season yeah. or your last playoff game uh, in a football season, like straining for we strain forward, right? to ultimately fulfill press on towards the prize as Paul says you know we we want to to press on towards fulfilling the mission that Christ has called us to do like we are all in a race here everyone's race looks different but the the you know the the end is the same we are all straining forward and that straining no it's not always comfortable it's not but that's where we're encouraged like you read in Galatians. Yeah. Like we we are encouraged by let's not grow weary. Yeah. Yes, the straining can get tough. The straining is where we get tired. We get tired when we're on the last set of a you know, True. last rep of a set. We get tired if we're, you know, conditioning and or if you're literally running a race and yeah. you're you know, a half marathon, you're on mile like eleven. Yeah. Like you are tired. But in the same sense of an athlete doing that, like let's not grow weary. Yeah. I love that too, man. That that fires me up thinking about like, man, just because you're tired doesn't mean you got to quit, you know? Yeah. It's like strain through it, uh, push ahead. And ultimately we can do that because Christ first did it for us. Yeah. See, the book of Hebrews is proving Jesus to be the one that went before us and did it perfectly. Right. We, we do away with the sacrifice because Jesus was the sacrifice. Yeah. We do away with the law, um, the Jewish law, because Jesus fulfilled it. Uh, Jesus is the one who has gone behind the curtain. Here's the thing. Like the priest used to go have to go behind the curtain uh, on our behalf. Now, guess what? I have free access because Jesus did it. So this is, uh, the book of Hebrews really proves Jesus to be the one uh, that, that went before us and, and, and filled what we could not do, did what we could not do. Uh, the beauty of it is, why can we run the race? A race that I shouldn't be able to run? Because who did it first? Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's where we get this. And it fires me up if you guys hear it in my voice. Like, I'm, this fires me up. Uh, thinking about, I cannot do anything on my own. I cannot run this race on my own. But only because the Spirit has come to dwell in me, God's call and God's invitation on my life. Uh, and it said, uh, he, I'm going to run this race with you. What a gift. You yeah. know? What a gift. And I love this, too. Here's, here's something else I was thinking about. Second uh, Corinthians 4. Um, if you're at our school, you know this verse very well, especially if you're in the football program. Um, it is incredible. It says this, so we do not lose heart, verse 16, 17, 18, right? Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Sanctification, day by day, we're on this journey. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, right, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that we see now are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Who do we look to? The one that's unseen, because what will that last, Mm -hmm. right? That is the person in the work of Christ once and for all. I don't know about you, but that's an encouragement for me. I can run the race because Christ ran it for me. Yeah. (laughs) And I can look to him. 
Yeah. I don't know. I could keep going and going. It just it relieves it relieves so much pressure on our end yeah. to say we don't have to do this on our own. We're not in it by ourselves. Yeah. Because we have Jesus who has done it before us. Yes. And just, you know, kind of to wrap this up, let that be the encouragement. You know, let our eyes fix on Jesus and let let Jesus be the reason that we don't go grow re- grow, grow weary. Yeah. You know, because he has done it he has done it before and by his spirit we are able to do it now yeah and we are being renewed day by day as as we maybe feel like there's a feeling of weariness growing day by day we have the spirit to walk with us to guide us we can we can fix our eyes on him and we can finish this race that we're being called to dude it's fired me up um let me read another text just to close this up is that cool and (laughs) We might have to pick up with this one next week because I'm, I feel like we just go and go and go. Uh, this is so good. Uh, I'm encouraged by this today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is what I need, you know. Uh, hey, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Uh, this is really the heart behind, uh, I think, the text, right? I think we could close with this very well. It says this. Paul's writing again. Uh, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? Uh, so run that you may obtain it. Right, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we, that is Christians, an imperishable. Think about that. We run for an imperishable gift. That is eternal life. It says, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. What he's saying this is, that, or what he's saying here is this: like keep going, and we'll find. Um, I say we'll find only by God's grace, we'll find eternal glory. Right? This 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 journey of sanctification is 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 hard. It's a day by day race, but guess what? Run to win. Yeah. Uh, because we already have somebody that's won on our behalf. Yeah. Right. So run to win. Fix your eyes. Run to win, uh, and you'll receive an imperishable wreath, right? Um, that is the medal of yeah. Christ in heaven. <laughs> and <laughs> because know, he's already one. because he's already run, like then that allows us to run with a freedom. Yeah, like we he's you done know, he he's done it. Yeah. So any sort of like pressure that we feel, you know, just just weighing us down, and we have an enemy that is actively trying to pull, you know, yeah. like we're able to run free. Yeah, because of what you just said. Yeah, we have a prize that is imperishable, cannot being, cannot be taken away, and most importantly, like it's already been won. Yeah, it's already been won, man. It's already been won. So let's run towards it and run for it. Yeah, man. Christ and Christ crucified. Uh, the person and the work of Christ has uh, satisfied this for you and I. Uh, nothing that we've done on our own doing, but it is a free gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. Um, Ephesians 2. Um, it's such a gift that by grace uh, we've been saved through faith. And again, it's a, it's a gift. <laughs> you know, uh, the strength to run uh, is a gift. Uh, because in and of myself, I promise you, I don't have much. <laughs> I don't yeah. have much. Um, but fix your eyes. Fix your eyes. And you will lock eyes with the founder and the perfecter of your faith, um, who for the joy again set before him, he endured it mm-hmm. on your behalf. Isn't that freeing? Yeah. That's very freeing. So man. freeing. Uh, and so, man, here's the encouragement for you guys. Here's the, here's the thing, the mission. Uh, look to Christ. Uh, look to Christ. Uh, and he will reveal himself to you. Yeah. Uh, look to Christ, and he will reveal himself to you uh, because he ran this race already. Um, 
And so I know that uh, if he calls you, uh, you'll be able to run it well as well because he already did it on your behalf. Yeah. You know? That's that cool? right. Hebrews language. He did it for you. He did it for us. There we go. Pretty awesome. Uh, well, heck, again, we might have to pick up with this next week because I'm fired up. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, well, heck, man, what do we got? We're, uh, we're, we're thinking about two what if uh, what if questions Transition. Here. We're transitioning. We're tra- we're transitioning. Uh, are the Lakers still in the playoffs? Heck, I think so. I don't know. I think they beat the Warriors this weekend to, to advance. Okay, so there, there's our NBA talk. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. LeBron is has played a big a big role in their run. Uh, super impressive. Who LeBum? <laughs> I was that mean? I I don't think so. If that tells you what side of the goat debate. I'm on, uh, but we'll talk about them both a little bit today. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I feel like a lot of people have wondered, like, yes, we're right now we're seeing LeBron yeah. dominate still, and he's almost. I don't. He might be forty. Oh, I, I think he's thirty-eight. Is he? Pretty 30, sure he's thirty-eight. Okay. Uh, but he's dominating still late in his career. I would say he's definitely top fifteen player in the league. I would say top, top 10, ten, top for ten, sure. still uh, top seven, maybe. And probably, I know definitely. Ever since he got drafted, because he he's a he's a big guy, huge six eight, two almost two eighty, almost two eighty, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think he is six eight two eighty. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. Something crazy. Uh, he's had an absolute like one of the best all time in the NBA. I won't. It's a different discussion for a different day. I won't say he's the best of all time, but one of the best of all time in in basketball. He's had a career. What do you think his career would have looked like in the NFL? Wow. Let's say let's travel Shoot. back to 2003. The Cavaliers uh, pick LeBron James, 1-1 in the draft. But that same year, the Browns also pick LeBron James in the first round, and he choose, chooses to sign with the Browns. So staying in Cleveland. In the NFL. What do you think his career looks like? Wow. Um, let me think about guys that are huge right now in the league. All right. I don't know why. Very different. DK Metcalf. Yeah. Body, huge, very athletic, different athleticism. Um, let's see who else is huge. Like Gronkowski. I know he's gone, but like big bodied tight end. Travis Kelsey, big bodied tight end. Even Darren Waller. Darren Waller might be a better yeah, he, he was the one who um, was coming to mind. Uh, he's a six, seven, I think tight end. Yeah. Huge guy. Uh, Don- Donald Parham, uh, yeah, Chargers, Parham. yeah, tight end, six eight. He's like six eight. Um, trying to think about huge guys like OJ Howard. I know he's not nearly that level, but OJ Howard, big yeah. big tight end that used to play at Bama. Antonio Gates, he was a Gates, former yep, basketball Gates. guy. I would even say like Tony G, Tony Gonzalez. I'm yeah. not, again, this is not athleticism level. This is just body type. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was he was good. So LeBron would have been a tight end, hundred percent. And I'll say this, I think his hands are big enough to catch footballs, and I think he's big enough to truck corners, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he can jump. Um, now, his body is is huge, but he's he'd have to build that kind of strength up uh, to withhold and stand against being hit, right, uh, in the legs. I feel like a basketball player, you get hit in the legs, you're, yeah. they're broken. Uh, even though he's super strong, don't get me wrong. I think he could have had a good tight end career, I really do. Um, I don't think it would have been as good because he would have been getting hit all the time. He wouldn't yeah. be playing until 38. No. You know, he's not Tom Brady. Um, but uh, also, Tom Brady, glorified check down passer. That's my opinion. Um, 
conversation uh, for another day. Yeah, yeah, we can get into it. his. I, my opinion of him changed when he went to Tampa Bay. There you go. I had that opinion, That's then fair. he went somewhere else, and he won. and he did it again. Yeah, yeah, very fair. Um, but I think LeBron could have had a good career. Yeah. I really do. Being tied in to running a bunch of corner routes would have been really, yeah. really op. Now that wouldn't be what he's doing all the time. But again, I'll say this too: against a defensive end, a really quick defensive yeah. end or lineman bigger than him, three hundred pounds, three fifty. Um, I don't know how he would have done blocking. Yeah, I don't receiving. I think it would have done. Great. Yeah, I don't think he would have been a very good blocking tight end. Yeah. at all. Yeah, uh, he I'm might. Either. He might be a guy that would line up out wide a little every bit every time. Yeah, uh, kind of. Don't, don't the Falcons do that with Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts is not he, blocking much. I he lines think. up more out, and he's athletically just he is. A freak. You know what they call him? What they, know, they call him the unicorn. Really? His I mean, he is the unicorn because he, he is so did talented. he run like a four three something? Four four, four three. Yeah. Six six. Yeah. Two fifty. Two forty. I feel like LeBron in the NFL would have been used a little bit more like that. Probably not blocking very a ton. Um, very fair. I don't think some people say like, oh, he would have been the NFL's ultimate time tight end. I don't think that. I wouldn't go that far. He's not Draymond Green. No. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> funny <laughs> Michigan State guys there you go Steve uh but I I don't think he would be like the NFL's ultimate tight end no but I do think he has a really good career yeah um because he could obviously go up and get it he can um I just feel like he would be a matchup like you you can tell a guy with that with that kind of work eth- ethic yeah. I feel like you can probably teach him how to run you can you know you you can scheme him open. You could get the ball in his hands somehow. I agree. I, agree. I, th- I think he makes – he's probably like, I don't know, making it to a pro bowl or two. Oh, yeah. I he'd, would say. He'd catch a lot of touchdowns, I think, yeah. for sure. He'd catch some touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, imagine him on a corner route against a, you know, I don't know, six-foot oh, yeah. safety or yeah. uh, corner. You know, corners are what? But Sauce Gardner is kind of the epitome of a corner. 6'3". Yeah. Pat Sertain, 6'2". But I'm thinking normal corner. I'd say the average corner is what six one maybe. Got it. Yeah, I was gonna. I'd say like the average 5'11", six one and a half, six foot. Yeah, six yeah. foot maybe. Um, putting him against that, that's a matchup yeah. nightmare. And then your your safeties are probably a little bit taller at six two, six three, bigger. But a five inch difference in a yeah. in a in a vertical like his could be really really impressive. Yeah. Uh, now I'm not a LeBron fan, and I feel like I'm giving him too much credit right now. Uh, so I need to. Um, I don't know. I need to stop. <laughs> All right, well, let's switch gears a little bit now. Uh, let's, Do you have any other thoughts? Let, I, I just – I think he's a he's probably a pro bowl. He, I yeah. think he would have a success – he could have had a successful career. Well, put him on – I he, believe. You put him in a really bad situation, put him in Cleveland. Yeah. His quarterback is horrible. Let's say he goes – if he <laughs> goes to um, – I don't know. Let's say he would have played. Philip Rivers would have been getting in the league around the same time. Okay. Let's say he ends up on the Chargers. They're throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, I think he has a great career. You think I really he, do? Yeah, I think he has a great career. I feel like he has a really good career for sure. Oh I think gosh. he may he makes several Pro Bowls. Imagine him putting him in the shoes of of uh, Kelsey, like with Mahomes. Like he, LeBron he, would be the best player ever. He's definitely. I don't want to discredit at all what Travis Kelsey does because that dude. He's a he's a he's a man. He, he finds open spot like he he is good, but you can't tell me that he's a better athlete than LeBron no, James. No, 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 at no, all. No. Like I, I just feel like at some point, and Grant, you see guys who tear it up in the NFL Combine. Correct. Great athletes who just don't pan out. Like they, you know, they just don't for whatever reason. And 
it's entirely possible that LeBron could have been that way. Yeah. But I feel like his athleticism and really just like he's been a successful NBA player. 20 plus I, years. I feel like his, his success and the longevity – he has had if you apply yeah, that to I a agree. different sport like his drive I feel like he finds a way definitely to be successful and carve out a good career I yeah I agree I think he had a great career uh this, this is another random thing that we didn't plan on talking about I think Miles Garrett could have a great NBA career you think I do I really do I don't know if he would have I think he could be he'd be a five I like, think he he could be a serviceable off the bench big man Man, I think he would be – he's so athletic. Like, I don't, he could give athletic. you 10 to 15 minutes a game maybe. <laughs> uh, just, a, today's NBA, though, is different. It is different. It's different. It's it's very different. He yeah. could get around in the – you know, maybe yeah. in the 90s where there was just more play in the paint yeah. and everything. He could I, – I don't think he'd be able to shoot well. But I just – I was thinking about in my head while you were talking what players now could convert. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, but I think I – th- that's my opinion. I do think Miles Garrett could play, be a pretty good NBA player. Yeah, I think he could play in the NBA for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thinking about another NBA guy. Yeah. The other question we have today, similar. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan. In 1994, he played minor league baseball. Do you know what team he played for? The minor league team. Yeah. No. The Birmingham Barons. Oh, they've been – yeah, they're double-A. So they, yep. They're double-A for yep. the White Sox. They were the uh, White Sox double-A I knew affiliate. that. I so, went and saw their game. Did they, you? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, 1994, Jordan played for the Birmingham Barons yeah. at age 31, played double-A baseball. Old man. He, that old – I've got for it baseball. pulled up. I got it pulled up here on Baseball Reference. He was, on average, seven years older than the average double-A player yeah. that year. Well, double-A, yeah. Yeah, young young men. Play so, I want to I want to ask. We know Jordan had a fantastic NBA career. The goat, in my opinion, top uh, two and not two. Top what? Top two. Top not, two. And top two, two, and he's not two. Yeah. Uh, if he would have instead instead of basketball, yeah. If he would have focused solely on baseball like from the beginning of his career, so not playing the NBA at all, he starts out in like rookie ball. Mm -hmm. Do you think he ever makes it to the major leagues and is a serviceable major league player? I want to say yes so bad, but I just don't think so. And by I'm not necessarily saying an everyday player. Do you think he's getting to the place where he's a Mm. team's fourth outfielder He's given you three to four hundred at bats. Three to four hundred as a fourth outfielder. Is yeah, that well, with the you know DH, should he be DH, a DH guy rotating in the outfield? Oh, snap, because an everyday guy no. is probably getting five hundred. Yeah, five, yeah, you're right. five you're right. to six hundred right. abs. Oh man, I I'm torn, but I I don't think so. You don't? I don't know why though. I don't I don't have any reason to back that up. I really don't. Uh, again. For me, it goes back to body. Yeah, LeBron's body is ridiculous. It translates to the NFL. Yeah. Jordan's body. Now, I don't actually know how ripped he was. I I don't know. I don't know how strong he was because I haven't watched him as much as I've watched LeBron. He um, he was six six two oh five. That's what. Oh his, my gosh. His height weight was listed on skinny uh, baseball reference. Uh, six six two oh five. He's he's a madman. Uh, he'd be terrifying at the plate. 
That's like Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. But Jordan's 240. Yeah. Uh, shoot, man. I don't know. I really don't know. My immediate answer is no. Because baseball is the hardest sport in the world. That, yeah. and, that and golf, actually. And, well, yeah. hockey, too. Uh, I would say baseball is the hardest sport in the world. Um, hitting 100 miles an hour right now on average, actually. It's like, yeah. what, 96, 95? Uh, yeah. And then a biting slider, right? Shohei Otani's slider. Is he in today's league or what? Twenty years ago, thirty years. Ago. He would he would have been in the MLB when he at that same time. Yeah, so nineteen eighty four to I'm torn two thousand. I'm really torn, and I know that's not a good answer, but I'm really torn, and I don't know. What do you think? I my answer, my first thought is yes. Okay, I do. Especially I hear why. yeah, especially after I'm sure you've seen the Last Dance documentary. Uh, Did you watch it? Nope. <laughs> Are you kidding? You have not watched. That? I don't like the NBA. Oh my! That all do- my buddies watched it, and I was like, waste of is, my time. I I'm not huge on watching like TV series and stuff. Yeah. I'm really not. Uh, that series, it's ten episodes. Amazing. You need uh, to go watch it. But watching one of my takeaways from watching that was like, Jordan had a drive that was literally like insane. His drive, his drive to succeed, his drive to push teammates to yeah, that spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've just kind of to do what what he needed to do as an right. individual too to get to that point. Yeah. I feel like if that were channeled into baseball, yeah, you're looking at it. I think with with his grit and his hard work, yeah. that was just honestly there. Sort of like insane, yeah. like crazy. I think he finds a way to be a useful big league player because he. Uh, looking at the stats now, as a 31-year-old, yeah. just after three NBA in, titles, in deciding he wants to play professional baseball, he hit um, in 127 games. He hit 202, which is not great. Uh, but he had three home runs, 51 RBIs, 31 stolen, 30 stolen bases. That's pretty good. That's so, like, really good. For him playing one season in the prime of his NBA career, that's not. There's guys right now playing double A, who baseball is like their only thing. They're doing worse than that. Yeah, I think if if that was what he was pouring all of his time into, and he had a whole career about it, I'm not saying. I don't think he ever becomes like an all star at any point in time. Yeah, but I think he could definitely be an outfielder on. Like, I, I don't know how good the White Sox were during that time. I have a feeling they – I don't yeah. think they were great, ah, probably. probably uh, I don't think they've ever been great. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I feel like he he could have been an outfielder for them pr- around then. Probably an average, like – Serviceable. Is the ser- word, serviceable is outfielder. Okay. I think you've sold me. I think, I, think, I think he would be a worse – MLB Jordan would be a worse MLB player than LeBron would be an NFL player. You say he'd be worse. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If we're putting it on that comparison, for sure, LeBron would be more than serviceable. Yeah, MJ would be serviceable. Yep. But I, I, I do. I think you've sold me on the conversation. Uh, the fact that he did that, fifty-one RBIs, is actually what got my attention. Yeah. I'd be curious what his OBP was. Fifty-one RBIs in one hundred and twenty-seven games. OBP was two ninety. Okay. Which so it's not, I mean, ninety I mean, points. points. Yeah, ninety points higher. Pretty yeah, ninety good. points higher. He struck out a ton. Well, that's looks yeah. like he had almost like a twenty-five percent strikeout rate. Yeah, yeah. But in today's game, I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's normal. Like not super high. Matt Olson, you know, Braves. Oops, 
uh, one of the Braves' best hitters is a high strikeout percentage yeah. guy too. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just normal. You strike out now, and yep. it, it, this just is what it is. So I wonder. Um, that'd be unique to see that. Uh, LeBron is kind of like that created player that you would make in Madden. You know, yeah, if you did a created player like oh, I'm gonna make my guy six eight, ripped, broad shoulders. Um, MJ just to me isn't that guy that you'd make in baseball. No. Uh, and again, this is not, that's not where I got my answer, but it's like, he's just different for me going to baseball. Yeah. I we did it, but it's just different. You um, know who he's actually, and I'm not saying this as a player comp at all. Uh, Isaiah will like this. Ellie De La Cruz. Six. Right now, big like shortstop top. Player. Uh, I think he might be the top prospect now in it, baseball. Six, six shortstop switch hitter. Yep. For the Reds. 6'5", 200 Six pounds. Five. So an inch shorter, five pounds lighter yeah. than Jordan. They're basically the same size. And he's tall and lanky. So yeah. Jordan in the baseball pants in the jersey would have been real tall and lanky. Is that yeah. Ellie De La Cruz guy? Real lanky. Yeah, he is. Real lanky. He is. Yeah. Man, that's a good conversation. We'll, uh, we'll approach another conversation soon. Who's the GOAT? Yeah. Uh, me or Jay? Who's the GOAT? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no. MJ versus LeBron debate coming up soon. Uh, well, heck, that's good. If you guys have any other thoughts in terms of who could be serviceable at, the, at a different sport, like body type or athleticism, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, are there any that come off the top of the dome from you immediately? And if not, like that's fine. Um, mm, I th- I know Odell Beckham. Okay, I've seen videos of him, like just great athlete. Yeah, um, doing stuff with a soccer ball, doing stuff on a baseball field. I've seen that too. Um, Tom Brady got drafted by the Expos as he, a catcher. Tom Brady? Yep. I don't think – maybe I knew the Expos yep. part, but I didn't know it was a catcher. Yep. I think it was as a catcher. I'm not uh, yeah. 100. But I know he got drafted by yeah. the Expos. That's cool. Um, There's the simple answers of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. They literally yeah. played – Literally got drafted. Yeah, literally. Yep. Kyler Murray, uh, first player ever be drafted in the first round of both NFL yep. and MLB draft. Yep. Seventh overall in the MLB and the what, poor, one of one, yeah. one of one, in, one uh, one. In that was NFL. when the draft was in Nashville. He was one, he was one, one of the, one. Yep, when the draft was here. Um, yeah, and then Russ Wilson, uh, he played some baseball too. Yep. Mahomes, I think, got, did he get drafted? Uh, yes, I think he got Mahomes MLB did. drafted. Yeah, uh, a lot of quarterbacks are getting drafted yep. now. Just Colin Kaepernick did. Kaepernick. The Cubs drafted him. Did they? Yeah, because he can throw yep. hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be unique. Yeah, I'm, reason I'm asking the question is because there's this big, um, like Bryce Young and Steph Curry, very similar yeah. people, you know, just in yeah. terms of how they do their thing. Now, I don't think Bryce could go play NBA uh, or Steph go play NFL, but just in, um, in terms of style or type, I'd be yeah. curious what, what they think out there, yeah. what, y- what y'all think if you're listening still uh, about, you know, players that could maybe hop over to another league and, and be successful. That's a yep. good conversation. Yeah. I'd be curious to continue that one with you. Uh, well, heck, man. Episode 15. There we go. 1-5. What do you think? I thought it was a good one. Let's press on. Let's press on, man. Hey, finish the race. Uh, hard thing to do. But, hey, let's look to Christ uh, because he is the one that will fill your cup. That's right. Uh, every single step of the way, he is the one that will satisfy. Nothing else uh, in the world will satisfy but the person and the work of Christ. And so with that, let's finish the race. What do you think about that? Let's finish it. Press on. Press on. All right. That was fun. Y'all have fun. See ya.